Alright guys, and welcome to the Friday edition of Just a Guy Talking Football. We're going to run it back from last night and give you a quick little uh, recap from the Thursday night game of the Buffalo Bills versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to start a new segment on Fridays, which is the Peas with PJ. So, we'll get into that in a minute, but let's run it back from last night, guys. We saw Buffalo take on Tampa Bay, and we saw Buffalo end up winning this game 24-18. So Buffalo won. They didn't cover. They probably should have covered. Um, they had plenty of opportunities to put Tampa Bay on that away on that long, long scoring drive that Tampa did in the uh, fourth quarter. Penalties kept that one alive. They had two penalties on fourth down alone, two separate fourth downs. And then Baker completed the touchdown on a fourth down play so uh hats off to tampa for covering on that one very bunch of late backdoor cover um but we did see the under happen uh, i mean it got right up to the brink 42 the over under was 43 so just uh, a little interesting there i mean tampa bay i mean guys this this second half wasn't too exciting for either team to be honest with you we saw buffalo pretty much score on their first drive of the second half and not do anything after that. And we didn't see Tampa Bay score till the second to last drive for them. So, I mean, it was a lot of punting, a lot of back and forth. Um, You know, Tampa Bay was only 26% on third down. They did have zero turnovers, so I was kind of shocked. I thought Baker would definitely throw an interception in this game. Uh, he ended up not. You know, you did see Buffalo spread the ball around. And I think that's what you got to see if they want to continue to have success. I mean, Allen had 324 yards passing with two touchdowns. He did have an interception. He did uh, manage to run the ball pretty well, too, 41 yards in the touchdown. We saw Gabe Davis, uh, nine receptions on 12 targets for 87 yards in the touchdown. Diggs, nine receptions for 12 targets on 70 yards. And then we saw Shakir jump, jump in there, six receptions on six targets 92 yards so Shakir and Kincaid the last two weeks Kincaid had a good game last last night too five receptions seven targets 65 yards and a touchdown I think that's the key if they can get those uh couple little minor pieces rolling and I call them minor because they're minor in our eyes right now but I think they could be major players for them later they definitely Looked like they had a little bit more spark. It looked like Josh Allen was looking around a little bit more, not just focusing on Stephon Diggs and when Stephon Diggs is going to be open. That's a key for Buffalo. If they can spread this ball around and nobody can just focus on Diggs or nobody can just focus on Davis, that's going to be huge. Dalton Kincaid, we know, can play. Uh, so I think we're going to see a little bit more from these Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, hey, put one in the wind column, but of course... I The way that I thought this game would go, I thought they'd blow the doors off of Tampa. And obviously, that did not happen. But that's what happens when you only score one touchdown in the second half. All right. Now, let's go on to our new segment. I'm going to call it the Peas with PJ for right now until I come up with a better name, probably. And that's, we're going to go over some props. Because I've been getting asked outside the pod, what's some stuff that you do on the weekend? And I tell some people face-to-face about some of the prop bets that I do or some of the prop bets that I look at, and they're like, oh my God, you should put that on the pod. All right, so the public asked for it. Here you go. Now, it's a little difficult because earlier, like, I mean, Friday of this week, and I started looking yesterday and then today, of course, Friday, the props aren't all the way out there yet. 
They don't know what's going on with the injury report. So just be wary of that. Like some people aren't on there. I couldn't find any prop bets for, let's just say, George Pickens. He must have a little bit of an injury thing, so they don't know if he's going to play. I didn't even see any prop bets for Derrick Henry. I think they're worried about the trade stuff. So there you go where you just might have to wait. Usually you find the best ones early Sunday morning. So just a little heads up there. This is what I try to do. When everybody tries to parlay, yes, the bigger you parlay, the more you're going to get. I get it. I like the power of two or three. Make two or three. If you get two or three together, those are easier to watch. Because for me, at least, I don't know about you guys, I get anxiety trying to keep track of everything. So it's enough anxiety keeping two or three together. So anyways, like I said, the power of two or three is important. I try to pick two or three, not necessarily locks, but maybe right over locks. Like meaning like I'm not going to take the easy 25 yards for minus 1,000, right? I'm going to take like the get 60 yards for minus 155. Okay, 60 yards isn't 100 yards, but 60 yards is usually doable for a receiver or running back. So let's get into it. One of the main ones that I like, especially for the passing side, is over under on passing touchdowns. Now, majority of these quarterbacks is one and a half. One and a half, one and a half, one and a half, one and a half. That means they got to throw at least two touchdowns. Now, it sounds easier than it is, of course, but there were some easy there were some ones that popped out to me that I could find so far that I'm just going to kind of review real quick. So Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns plus 105. That's pretty good in my guy in my mind guys. I think he's going to at least probably throw for two touchdowns. They like to throw the ball a lot. So, just a little thing there. I know they like to run the ball a lot, but CJ Stroud over one and a half touchdowns plus 105 as well. Houston likes to throw the ball. We know that. Carolina's defense is okay, but they give up a lot of points. So that's just another one to cue in on. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, over one and a half touchdowns, plus 120. Playing a tougher team in Pittsburgh, but you can't tell me that Trevor Lawrence isn't going to get some points. Okay. A couple other ones that I kind of think that are a little bit more, you know, should probably be done. Kirk Cousins. Over one and a half touchdowns, minus 120. Lamar Jackson, over one and a half touchdowns, plus 105. And Justin Herbert, over, over one and a half touchdowns, minus 150. Those ones all stuck out to me as a good start to your parlay builder, if you will. Like, for example, I took CJ Stroud, over one and a half touchdowns, plus 105. So that's my start of my parlay that I built. Okay, let's go down to the yardage here. Now, the thing that I do, guys, is I look at the alternative, alternate ru- rushing or alternate receiving yards. That means it's not an over-under. They just have to get over a certain amount. So, for example, DeAndre Swift, 60 yards rushing, minus 160. He's got to get 60 yards rushing. Travis Etienne, 60 yards rushing, minus 155. Those two, I like quite a bit. Here's another one that I think is sneaky, too, for you guys out there. If you guys are looking to put some money down on just a single prop. Cam Akers, 40 yards rushing, plus 140. He rushed the ball really well last week against the 49ers. Madison just did okay. 
I wouldn't be shocked to see Kevin O'Connell start to give the ball more to Cam Akers here very soon. So just a little cue. That's the prop I like, kind of like of the week. So just a little cue there, guys. But I did not put that in my parlay. Now let's go over to the alternate receiving yards. A.J. Brown. He's caught like six or seven straight games with 100 yards at least, or 120, right? 100 plus yards, plus 130. Something to think about. I didn't go that way. I went a different way. But anyways, one second. Christian Kirk, 60 yards receiving, plus 110. That is a very good lock to me as well. Here's another one. Jordan Anderson, 60 yards receiving, minus 105. Like that one as well. That's the one I took it to build my next little parlay. So we've got CJ Stroud, one one and a half touchdowns. Jordan Anderson, 60 yards receiving. Here's my other one that I like to do, guys, for my props and my parlays. I love receptions. That way you don't have to necessarily worry about yards. Some some receivers, they eat receptions alive, much like Stephon Diggs. You know, I think he's usually sitting around like over under like five or six, and he usually catches eight or nine. Just a just an example there. So here we go for receptions, the kind of ones that I like. A.J. Brown, over five and a half receptions, minus 145. Okay, next up, Brandon Ayuk. Over four and a half receptions. That means he's got to catch five. Minus 135. And then one, two more for you. Josh Downs, the rookie receiver on the Colts, had a little bit of a breakout game last game. Think they might start to look at him more. Over three and a half receptions. Minus 190. And then very finally, another one from the Niners. Over three and a half receptions. Minus 140. So I took A.J. Brown in this one, guys, to catch six balls. I think he's going to catch six, at least six. He usually catches at least six, six to seven. So here's what I did. I parlayed these three together. I took A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions. C.J. Stroud over one and a half touchdowns. Jordan Addison, 60 yards receiving at least. That gets you to plus 576. Now, you can do whatever you want with that. I know you're like, okay, well... You could go crazy with it or not. I'm just saying, you take three simple ones in my mind, you put them together, you could possibly win. Now, it does it, it's not a tried and true system. It's not like I'm batting a thousand on it, but it definitely gives you a little bit better chance than some of these crazier leg parlays, especially that you see these guys, uh, these uh, betting systems put out for you because they make it sometimes way unattainable. And of course, yeah, yeah they're plus 2,000, plus 3,000, but there's a reason why they are. Okay. Now. I told you guys, I promised you guys, I'd give you a little college action. So I'm going to do my little college corner here. And just a guy talking football, uh, three picks that I like. Uh, I'm going to take the over of 46 in the Indiana versus Penn State game. I think Penn State bounces back big way. I think they put up points. They've put up at least 30 points in every game except the last game against Ohio State. I think they correct themselves and blow the doors off of Indiana. I am taking Utah plus six and a half against Oregon. Now it's at Utah. Utah is not an easy out by any means. They just played and beat USC in USC. I know USC is not necessarily the USC that we think they are. But Oregon is a feisty, pesky team. They're getting six and a half at home. I'm riding that. And then very finally, I'm taking the under of 39 in the Purdue 
versus Nebraska game. This is in Nebraska, in Lincoln. Nebraska's be keeping a lot of opponents really low. I don't see Purdue putting up a lot of points here. Needless to say, I'm taking these three together, which would be a plus 589. So, guys, there's our little cue for Friday. A little, little peas with PJ action. Some picks, some parlays, some props. That's the peas for you guys, okay? So stay tuned, guys. We'll come back. We'll coming back on Monday to do the running back from the week eight, and we'll see how well we did with everything. I'll review all these picks. We'll see if I did great. If I didn't, I'll admit to it. But hey, guys, thanks for joining. Just a guy joining uh, talking football podcast with PG Janky. But I'm out.